want to welcome you to day four of our look through Matthew chapter 18. We started a discussion yesterday of forgiveness when Jesus began to talk about what to do when someone sinned against you. And Peter continues that discussion, the follower of Jesus, Peter, in verse 21, when he asks a question. Verses 21 to 22, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Now, first, I want to remind you that having faith does not take the struggles with relationships away. It gives you the faith to face those struggles. Jesus' followers, they face these struggles all the time. That's why Peter asked Jesus this question. And if you think this is a rhetorical question, you don't know Peter. He was a very practical man. So he says, how many times shall I forgive my brother? Many people think he's talking about his literal brother here, Andrew, who is one of the disciples. How many times do I have to forgive Andrew? He's certainly talking about a fellow believer. And he says up to seven times. Peter is so practical, you can almost bet someone had just sinned against him. He'd counted it up eight times now. So he's hoping that he doesn't have to forgive him an eighth time. Seven. It's an interesting number. The law in that day, some of the teachers of the law, the rabbis taught that you had to forgive someone three times. Well, Peter takes that number and he doubles it and he adds one. And Jesus says, not that, not just seven, 77. It can also be translated 70 times seven. Either way, it's a big number. It's a number that's out. Somebody's gonna sin against me 77 or 70 times seven, the same sin, and I'm gonna keep forgiving them? How am I gonna do that? And I've always thought about this as a sort of a spiritual high jump test. When when you do a high jump, you could set it at three feet and think, well, I could probably make that. And Jesus, and Peter here is talking and says, no, I'm not going to set it at three feet. I'm not going to set it at three times to forgive. Or you could set it at seven feet, which would be really difficult. The world record you might know is just over eight feet now. You could set it at seven feet and say, well, almost impossible, but if I try and try and try and try and try, maybe I could do it. Or maybe if I couldn't do it, I could be part of a team of people that could do it. I could be part of getting it done. He doesn't let us stay at the place where we could do it on our own power or even where we might be able to do it on our own power. It's as if with this high jump bar, Peter says, not three feet, but let's try setting it at seven feet. And Jesus says, no, let's set it at seven miles. Now, why would Jesus set it so high? Not to discourage us, but to direct us. He's saying at seven miles, 77, 70 times seven, you can't make it there on your own power. And that's the very point. You see, the answer to why Jesus is saying this might surprise you. Jesus does not want you to try your hardest to be a good Christian. Jesus wants you to learn to trust in him. And so Jesus set the bar so high that the only way it could be reached was by living and thinking in an entirely new way. Christianity is not trying harder. Christianity is trusting Jesus. Now, make no mistake, it's not a passive trust, sitting and waiting for God to act. It's a real trust involving your whole heart and soul and mind and strength. Every one of us has felt this sense of desperation that can come when you're running faster and getting nowhere, trying harder and harder and seeing no results. The greatest difficulties of life, like someone sitting against you again and again, they offer us the greatest opportunities to trust. So I highly recommend this simple prayer based on the words of Jesus here. Father, I don't have the strength to do this on my own. And so I am trusting in your strength to enable me to believe and to think and to say and to do the right thing. Now, let's get practical here with what Jesus is teaching. Someone in your family 
spread some ugly gossip about you to other family members. Now, that's totally hypothetical. That would never happen in a family, I'm sure. But let's just say that happened in a family. And you find out about it, and you forgive them. You may talk to them about it. It may go well. It may not go well. I don't know. But whatever happens, you forgive them. And then they do it again, and you forgive them. And then they do it again, and you forgive them. Do you have to keep on forgiving them? If they keep on doing the same sinful thing, do you have to keep on forgiving? Yes, that's what Jesus is teaching here. But it does not mean you have to keep trusting them in that area. You have to realize the difference between forgiveness and trust. And so you may not be able to be involved in the same kind of relationship with them, but that doesn't mean you don't forgive. If you don't forgive, it's going to eat at your soul like acid. So you forgive, but you don't trust them in the same way. Let me give a a simpler, kinder illustration of what I'm talking about. There's a chocolate chip cookie jar in the kitchen, and you've got a four-year-old boy, and mom has said, do not eat any of those cookies. Mid-afternoon, the little boy comes up to his mom and says, mommy, forgive me, I took a cookie out of the cookie jar and I ate it. And it's sort of cute. I mean, you 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 sort of laugh at that. But then an hour later, the little boy comes back and says, mommy, forgive me, I took another cookie out of the cookie jar. You don't laugh this time. You say, do not take any more of those cookies out. Half an hour later, he comes back, mommy, forgive me, I took another cookie out of the cookie jar. Well, you forgive them the third time or the fourth or the fifth time, but at some point, you've got to do something else, right? You've got to move the cookie jar. You've got to stop trusting him with the cookie jar being in a place where he can reach it. And so when it comes to forgiveness, you've got to keep forgiving, but you don't have to keep trusting them in the same way. Trust has to be earned. Forgiveness must be freely given. Now, I want to take a moment to talk to God about this because I know for some of us, this is the most important spiritual issue in our lives. Is there someone that you need to forgive? Is there someone who has asked for forgiveness that you've withheld it? Is there someone you need to ask to forgive you? Let's take a moment to talk to God about it. Lord, 70 times 7, a height I could never reach on my own. Forgive me for trying to forgive on my own power. Thank you for reminding me, Jesus, that I can only do this in your power. And so I ask for your power to do something I can't do on my own. I don't have it in me. You might just admit to the Lord, I don't have it in me if you don't feel you have it in you. But Lord, I know you do. I know you have the power to forgive anyone, anything. So give me your strength to forgive. I don't want this to eat away at me anymore. I don't want this to ruin other relationships. So Lord, give me the wisdom to know how to trust and who to trust, to stop trusting in ways that are hurtful to me and others, but then to start trusting again when someone has earned it, someone has begun to change. Give me that wisdom, but alongside of that, give me the power of your forgiveness to do what Jesus taught, to keep forgiving no matter what. I need your strength for that, Jesus, and I ask for it. In your name, amen. Tomorrow, Jesus keeps talking about this. He tells a parable about forgiveness.